Christ, you people suck. Wow. Wolverine on it. Radio. This is episode 662 for August 9th, 2021. On the show this week, we have calling in from Bosnia, Mr. Drew. Yes, I am here calling in from Bosnia once again. Does anybody, does anybody in the audience know where Bosnia is? Drew, our Channel One correspondent. <laughs> Channel One. Did they show that shit at your school? Oh yeah. God. Yeah, uh, we we followed we we followed the uh, O.J. Simpson trial at least in part on Channel One. God, I remember Channel and One and the Bosnia conflict. Well, of course the Bosnia conflict because we were in school twenty five years ago. Because fuck me. God. <laughs> I was at high school twenty five years ago. High school. Yeah, me too. God. Me too. Oh, that that's the, the, the sultry sounds of the wombat you also hear. Hello, hello. And finally we have Anthony. I I don't know the Bosnian conflict. Well yeah, so. you were like not born, maybe? No, I was born. Okay, you were like two then, right? That sounds more accurate, yes. Okay. I mean that's not very born. That's only two. Twenty what, twenty five years not, ago you said? Not very born. He said I I don't honestly don't know the actual It date. was probably ninety four, ninety five, somewhere around in there. Yeah, so it would have been two, three. Okay. Yeah, what what Ken means to say is I didn't have full object permanence. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. I mean that's true. You don't have memories from then. No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know you what. Know, what like, you don't know. What you don't know nothing about Lisa Ling and Anderson Cooper from 1995. Dude, I was watching MTV news clips the other day with Kurt Loder. Oh, Kurt Loder. Oh my God. Feels like a feels like a millennia ago. Ah, <sighs> anyway. Well, re, well, MTV rebooted their their gimmick like 14 times since then, so it feels a lot longer ago than it actually is. Yeah, but here's the scary thing, Anthony. Me and Ryan were around when MTV started. Y- yes. I was not very old, but yeah, yes. Yeah, we were very young, yeah, but I like... Say, like, like I would have been, what, 1982 at the latest? I mean, I was... Three? started? Yeah, because... I don't remember... I remember MTV won't you, was Won't huge. you Google Foo that? Google Foo? Yeah. MTV started. 81. Oh, that John. was the year I was born. Oh, I was yeah. two. I wasn't very born yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was not born yet. God bless it. 
the eighties. Yeah, yeah, we are old. Anyway, you know what else is old? Video games. You want to talk about those? True story. True story. Speaking of MTV. <laughs> Sorry. True. Yes. You play any video games? I did actually. Mm. Tell um, me about so them. I, I well, we'll talk about them. Uh, let's, let's talk about the Ascent. Oh yeah, that game. That game is really really cool. That game is also really really buggy. It's a little better. We played last night. I I texted you, but you weren't in answer. Yeah, I was. I was with my dad. Yeah. I thought you said you were playing Back for Blood. We did, and then we switched. Ah, gotcha. Um, so they patched it, I assume. Yeah, they've patched it. We didn't. I didn't run into as many issues like we did, where like when the the stage would load, we'd be standing in the middle of nowhere. Um, we didn't crash. Although Killer Wolverine had a very interesting bug on the PC version we were playing last night. He. So he had a couple interesting bugs. The first one was his health, like his HUD would just completely disappear. And it would just stay gone. So he had to keep asking me how his health was. And then the second bug was awesome. So you know how when you go into like a safe city and you can't use your gun? Well, it glitched and he was able to use his gun in the city. So, being Killer Wolverine, I would assume he just held down the machine gun the entire time he was in the city. Yes, he murdered a lot of people in the city. Could you kill NPCs that way? I don't know. Um, We came upon an NPC that I needed to talk to, and I told him to not shoot. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, if you break my game, I'm going to be mad. Yeah. That game's pretty cool. Um, Not... Not entirely what I was expecting. I was expecting more of a Diablo-type game. This is more of a... I know we said it before. It feels a lot like Dead Nation. Yeah. It's, um, for me, it's it, a, it's Crusader No Remorse. It's a sci-fi... It's it's not a loot game, really. No. No. Um, but uh, it's hard as crap, that game is. So the new patch added a difficulty option. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so you can actually tone the difficulty down now, because initially there was no difficulty option, now there are three difficulties. Gotcha. Also, that spider fight is a glitch, because we played that again last night, and the first time we went in, there were two of them, and obviously they mowed us down, and then when we went back in on the second respawn, there was only one. Well, we only fought one when there was three of us. Yeah, and when we played it last night, the first time we went in, there were two. Oh, God. Yeah, we that died. Yeah, we died in that fight. Uh, but for two, where we were level-wise, it was it was easier. Yeah. But, um, man, I don't even know how to describe this game. It's, it's a twin-stick shooter um, with some RPG elements in there. Um, Relatively simple RPG elements. Mm-hmm. Get skill points and just throw them into something. Um, yeah, you got like 10 categories, and each one I think has a max of level 20, so you can put 20 points into each one of those or something. Yeah. Some of the abilities are really cool. 
Um, and it's one of those games where, like, if you're fighting robots, you need to use laser guns because if not, you're gonna not gonna be doing a lot of damage. And you really just you need to equip. I wouldn't say spec your character. You need to equip your character better than than what you might think. Yeah, there's like four uh, different kinds of damage, and each weapon and armor has different like resistances or effects against that type of damage. Yeah. But uh, it's they, the game looks great, yeah. Um, when it's not glitched, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, you can call me a hater all you want to, but uh, there's way more NPCs doing stuff in this game than there is in Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, there's. I mean, the cities are just absolutely packed with characters. Yeah. It's it's a it's a well done game, especially for fourteen people. I think was how many people made it. Twelve or it's it's barely double digits. Yeah, so uh, it's a fun game, and it's on uh, it's on Game Pass, and so if you have Game Pass, you can play, and it has cross platform play, so you can play with uh, Xbox PC. That's what we were doing with uh, with K Dub. That's the only thing uh, it's on right now is Xbox and PC. No, it hasn't came to PlayStation. No, yet. this is this is an Xbox exclusive. I'm using my finger quotes. Um, but it's also worth noting that the crossplay only works between Game Pass, so you have to be playing on the Xbox app on PC because if you play on Steam, it's not crossplay. Gotcha. Okay. Well, it's free there, so if you want to play it, play it. Yeah, if you're on PC and you didn't just get the free version because you have Game Pass, then, I mean, okay, but you won't be able to play with anybody else. Yeah. But uh, we played some of that. Uh, I also played another game that came out on Game Pass recently called uh, Curse of the Dead Gods. Yeah, I played that back when it came out. Um, I had never heard of it. But I saw some screenshots and I said, "Oh, this looks like a uh, a torchlight sort of game." Um, it's not. Uh, it is more of a action isometric game uh, with a lot of rogue elements in there. Uh, typically, I'm not much of a rogue like player, but uh, this one feels like a cross between. Moonlighter and Dead Cells, and I really like it. Yeah, it's it's so got I'm, an I'm interesting the, concept where like every room you go into, you get like a different curse. Yeah, but there's a lot there's a lot going on there, um, and it took me a while to get used to the controls, um, particularly when the dodge is on the the right trigger. Um, but I kind of became addicted to it that's that's actually a really fun game um it you can and they have like daily challenges and events that you can do and um i like the aesthetic of it it's it's actually really cool it's it's very um lovecraftian getting these different curses that do all these different things so like it's all about if you stay in the light, you you don't take as much damage. But if you stay in the darkness, you take a lot of damage. But then you can get cursed, and one of the curses is you actually don't 
take as much damage in the darkness and it basically reverses the roles kind of thing. It's, it's interesting how they, how they handle a lot of that stuff. Um, and the, the combat feels very tight, uh, much like a Moonlighter. Um, and I really like how it plays. And I think this was really kept me going. And then each run you're able to, I feel like at the beginning, at the end of each run, no matter how far you got, you're able to unlock something. You're able to get something permanent at the end of it. And so it, it keeps me going. But I actually really enjoy that game. It's really cool. Uh, it's on Game Pass now. Uh, so you can give it a shot there. Um, I am also dabbling in Overwatch some. Uh, I know me and you played some together. And then, lastly, I, for some odd reason, and I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot, um, I have been watching Nuzlocke challenges for Pokemon. <laughs> so I started a Nuzlocke challenge of my own, and so that's, I, I've been doing that when I'm just sitting on the couch, not really paying attention to anything. What, what kind of challenge? It's called a Nuzlocke challenge, and it's basically a special set of rules that you abide by while playing a Pokemon game to make it a very challenging experience. So uh, if you go by the Nuzlocke rules, uh, there's basically only three big rules. The first one being if your Pokemon faints in battle, it's considered dead. And you can't use it ever again. You can only capture one Pokemon in a new area. And they doesn't do it, have a... Doesn't it have to be ahead. your first? Yeah. The first Pokemon you run into in an area, you have to capture it and only it. Now, there is a mercy rule in there where if, you know, if I already caught a Pidgey and I have to, and I run into another Pidgey in another area... If it's a duplicate, you can choose not to capture that one, but the next different Pokemon that you run into, you have to capture it. Um, so I am running with the Mercy rule because if not, I would I would run into I would have a whole team of of the same Pokemon. Um, and then the other one is you have to you have to give nicknames to all your Pokemon. I mean, who doesn't give nicknames to their Pokemon anyway? I typically don't. I just be like, no, because I don't want to think of names. But only, I am maybe... only the starter for me. That's the only one I ever nickname because that yeah. one's gonna be with me the whole time. So y'all are fucking boring. Bro, I come up with stupid names for all of my Pokemans. Well, I'd like I'm to let you know. Do... Oh, sorry. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I'd yeah. like to let you know that I had Twiggy, which was the Turtwig from. Diamond and Pearl, all grown up, and then I had him have a kid, and that was Twiggy Junior, and then I had Twiggy the Third. Man, I like Turtwig. Clearly, <laughs> that, that must be your jam. But I am, I am actually playing uh, Pokemon Omega Ruby, <laughs> which is the game that I'm playing. These names crack me up. 
it's it's a it's the remake of Ruby and Sapphire. Diamonds and pearls. So, yeah, I'm doing that. I don't think I'll succeed. Uh, I did beat the first gym, and I am moving on to the second one now. I attempted a Nuzlocke challenge in video form at one point with Pokemon Gold. Uh, and, well, that did not work. Uh, Nuzlocke challenges are very difficult. I don't know why I decided to do this. I don't either. It sounds awful. Yeah, I, I don't know. Also, if you run into your first unique Pokemon in the area and you accidentally make it faint, you don't get a Pokemon for that area. Yeah, this sounds so, awful. I would not want to play like I've this. Already, yeah, I've already did that once. I was like, great. I, just, I killed the electric Pokemon that I really needed for my team on accident. I mean, nobody's watching. You can cheat. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, it's the principle of the thing. I want to see if I can do this. Okay. Well, Godspeed. Thank you. <laughs> so far, I'm doing okay. But that's about it. All right. Well, I'll move on to Anthony. I'm going to not start with a video game. Okay. Uh, I've, I would have had this conversation last week, but uh, obviously we didn't do a show because I was out of town. Um, I finally had five guys. Yeah, there's a tweet oh, about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Fries are amazing. There's no denying that. They're probably the best fast food fries. Um, and you get a royal shit ton of them. Uh, the burger's fine. That I mean... It's, it's, it's real, you know, hamburger. Like, it's not meat with a question mark at the end, like McDonald's. Yeah, um, that's fair. Y- you know... Like I'm, I'm impressed because it's like it tastes like ground beef, but at the end of the day, ground beef doesn't really have a taste. It's it was kind of disappointing that they don't really do anything by like actually making a burger. It just kind of tasted like ground beef, and it now hold it on works. a second. It's fine. Hold on a second. Ground beef does have a taste. It tastes just it, like it smells delicious. Yeah. Okay. Well, you <laughs> you have. That's a pretty low bar, and it's like, okay, it's fine. Like, it's not bad, but it's just like, you know, there's a reason why we season things. Um, So it, it was just one of those things where it's like, I guess not knowing what to expect, I probably wouldn't get a burger from them next time. Um, But, you know, it, it's like, would I go back for fries? Yes. Would I try their hot dogs? Probably. Um. <sighs> But like it was, it was good. It wasn't. It wasn't like I felt at the end of the end of it all. I went, oh, I just wasted time and money for awful food. Like it, far from it. It's I at least eat. I'll at least eat their burgers. But like, I don't really go out to have burgers too often. I mean, when McDonald's is kind of the only burger you've eaten out, like, yeah. I mean that bar like, is that, that bar is very low. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, in terms of fast food burgers, I'll actually eat this one. I mean, that's the difference. Because it's not, again, it doesn't really feel like a fast food burger. It was not fast. I will say that. Um, It was very busy the day I walked in. But, um, 
yeah, it, it was uh, it was a good meal, and I couldn't get through all the fries. I had to I had to eat my way through the fries to get to the burger. Yeah, they cover the burger. With I the wasn't fries. expecting that. Yeah, I was like, I'll have the burger on my way home while I'm driving the car, and I'm like, I guess I'm having fries first. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, as for games, I finished Skyward Sword. That's a very good game. Now, <laughs> um, there's some there's some weird things about it where I'm like, I, and honestly, it's not that necessarily that I have a complaint with some of the aspects, but like fighting the uh, sealed one, like within, it's literally like ten minutes. You just fought it, and then you're you're fighting it again. There's a lot of returning to old places, like, uh, and then there's the the uh, challenges where you have to collect the glowing light orbs. And I, I guess my thing is, is like, this is all stuff that other games get like slaughtered for. Um, and I, I think this game, and, and to be fair, I always thought it was wrong uh, to complain about that. Like everybody complained about having to return to the temple in Phantom Hourglass. You have to return to the areas in Skyward Sword multiple times. Yeah. Um, and then the, the, light collecting challenge people hated that in twilight princess and i always thought it was fine uh it was the tears or something like that in the twilight princess and this one it's like the um whatever for the flower and it's like they're fine aspects like they they weren't bad but it was just so weird that like twilight princess gets criticized for that now after playing this i go Wow, it'd be nice if Twilight Princess didn't drag its feet now. Like, that's the only other thing. Except that, like, clearly, Skyward Sword, it was superfluous um, dialogue that they removed that sped this game up. And in Twilight Princess, obviously, it's this long, drawn-out intro. Um, I, I've seen from multiple people that, like, they love the dungeons. I think visibly the dungeons in Skyward Sword are appealing. Um, I just didn't think that they were overall that exciting to, like, I didn't feel like I was doing enough puzzles in most of them. There was a couple. Uh, the boat in Skyward Sword is probably one of my favorite dungeons in all of Zelda, just because of how smart the setup of it is. Um, the boss fights... Are, were for the most part like the standard Zelda fare, like oh it's breathing in, time to throw a bomb. Um, but the the actual sword fights were spectacular. Uh, even though like the first time you fight uh, Girahim, it was not really explained what you have to do, so you just kind of flail. And like that being the first boss is a terrible decision. Um, the final boss is fucking amazing and the battle against the robot that has six arms was one of the most satisfying boss battles in the whole series um yeah i i i've come to appreciate it uh there's still i think my the biggest issue was that there was no fast travel still like that that was the the worst part no 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 i know it just let you it just let you leave i know it yeah, that, still... that, that, that's the thing. Like, in hindsight, like, people were complaining about the wrong thing. Uh, getting to the sky is not the problem. It is having to constantly fly when there's really nothing you're doing. Like, there's nothing to do while you fly other than, like, 
obligatory watch out for the tornado. Like, ugh. oh, there's some birds that carry coins. <laughs> this game just poured rupees into your pocket at all times. So I, I know. you know, it, it's just it's some weird stuff. But it's like I it did make me realize something, and I'm writing a review for it, and it's going to be long because of course it is. Um, I really like Zelda more when it has side characters that sort of help flush out the world. Flush out the world? I said flush. Whoops. Um, it's, uh, I don't know, just even like taking Groose, because he ends up playing a bigger role uh, like out of the equation, the Gorons, the Gorons that are walking around and are, are studying all these artifacts are just these fascinating characters. Um, all the robots have a similar personality, except for the one that helps you carry things who doesn't like Link. Um, you know, all the shop owners have a lot of character, and I, like, I look back at Breath of the Wild, and outside of the main cast, there is really nobody. You know, like, I, I've... So, this kind of leads to the next one. I've gone back to Ocarina of Time, because after listening to the Phoenix Down, I was like, I'm gonna play that. Because um, I listened to it while I was out of town last weekend. And, um, yeah, it's just, like, things like the, the, um, Kako, Kako, the, the, uh, chicken lady in Kakariko Village, and, uh, the kid that plays in the graveyard, but then Dampe comes out at night, and, I don't know, it's just all these, these small characters that build up, and it's probably the reason why I love Majora's Mask the most, is that, that whole game is about having this dense world that is, you know, everything sort of affected by everything else. Um, so it, it was just kind of like an interesting, like, oh, I guess I really liked Breath of the Wild for the gameplay, but I kind of hope that there's something more to it come the sequel or whatever they're calling it. Uh, I picked up Dicey Dungeons and got addicted to that. Uh, Dicey Dungeons is a roguelike from rogue. Yeah, it's a roguelike. Fuck it, give a shit anymore. Um, from uh, Terry Cavanaugh, the guy that made VVV VVV and Super Hexagon, and it is a it is an RPG that you you have like kind of like a world map that you move the character along. It's almost like a board game. You play as a little dice character. Um, you choose your class which is actually its own character. And you're going through this weird game show to get a wish. And, uh, you, you, the whole gimmick is that, or the whole basis is that you move your character around. Then when you land on an enemy space, you choose to battle them and you have certain abilities and you roll dice each turn. And as you level up, you get more dice to roll and you use those dice to activate the effects of the cards that you have. So most are single use cards. Um but others are like you can use this two times in a turn or this can be used repeatedly. And man, it's just this really good RPG battling system that allow that makes you think about all the moves you're making to get the most out of the dice rolls that you make. Um you get upgrades like you get new cards that have different abilities on them uh you can buy stuff at shops you level up and your health goes up 
Um, you you can trade. You can upgrade certain abilities, so like it'll do more damage, or it'll have a different effect. And just fighting through the the first level of each character, and there's six, I think, uh, characters, um, was fun. But then the next level of each character adds a different effect. So like the barbarian has one where all the enemies have upgraded equipment because like all the cards get like one level up and then that's it they've maxed out so they gave all the enemies upgraded equipment and more health and you had to fight your way till the end of the um dungeon again and then they spin the wheel and then you know you're back to the beginning because you don't get to keep everything but sometimes they'll give you different equipment to start off with as well so um there's just a lot of strategy that like I wasn't thinking about right away because I was like, oh, I have to do damage, I have to do damage. Um, but on my Thief playthrough, I realized that I had all these sort of abilities that had poison, and I could just stack poison, and poison activates at the beginning of the turn of the person that's poisoned. They take the amount of damage of the amount of poison that's left, and the poison ticks down every turn. So first turn they take 10 damage because as 10 it clicks down to 9 next turn they take 9 damage it clicks down to 8 and so I had it so I was doing a ton of like a, I was stacking poison on the enemy then doubling the poison and then doing damage based off of the number of poison and it's just it's way more intricate than I thought it was going to be and it's so funny because all the card like all the drawings are like super cartoony they kind of look like a cartoon network cartoon um, and it just he seems to know how to make addicting games because uh, VVV was really addictive. Hexagon before it even became Super Hexagon, and it was just like a Flash or HTML game on on a browser was super addictive. And now he has the same composer back doing all the music, Chipsel. Uh, and I'm like fuck, it's just such a good game. I was I sat on it too long. Uh. Partially because of how it looked. Because um, just looking at screenshots doesn't do it justice because it's something that you kind of have to play to get into. And I only picked it up because I like Terry Kavanaugh's work. And then the um, other two is I played There Is No Game, which I think, Ken, you've brought up before. Yeah, when they showed it at one of those event things, I thought it looked cool. I still have not played it. So it's weird. Like, it's really weird. Um, the first section that I play through was pretty ingenious because it's like it starts off like you're playing a video game and then it locks you out or it says there's no game and then it you you basically force a game and the narrator starts telling you to stop it and then they lock you out and put you into a fake operating system and then the second chapter I am playing a point and click adventure but I'm not playing a point-and-click adventure. Like, the characters are doing the standard stuff that you'd see in a point-and-click adventure. But I am looking at a computer monitor and, like, seeing each side of it, and I can look through the back and see the back, uh, like, what they're, the characters are doing. It's really bizarre and, like, kind of out of the box, like, outside of the box thinking. Um, but it's neat. Uh, I'm like it so far. It's, it's a little ham-fisted on some of the humor, but, like, some of the some of the puzzles are pretty smart. Um and then uh Picross S 
I don't remember the name of it. The ma- the the Sega one. The Sega one that came out. It's Picross, but it's Sega. I don't really know what else to say about it. I picked it up because I like Sega things, and I like Picross, so I figured it was a good combination. My, the only shortcoming is that they only have, like, four tracks to listen to while you're doing uh, puzzles, and there's so much good music from the Sega Genesis. I uh, won't say Master System, but, like... It's kind of disappointing that they've limited themselves to four. So that's it for me. All right, I'll move on to the wombat. All right. Um. So I played some flight simulator. Um. Yeah. We, yeah. It's yeah. You fly. It's, uh, not, it's not a video yeah. game. <laughs> no, I mean it is, but you, I mean. It's neat, and I, I like I like the concept of it. There's just not a whole lot to do. Did you fly uh, to your house? I did, uh, yeah. and I gotta say that the the Bing Maps thing is is not as cool as advertised. Um, like it's it's cool that you know I could follow the roads and everything to my house, but when it just looks like a uh, PlayStation One game because it's like <laughs> flat. Because it's just pulling from the map, right? Yeah, but uh, I, I, to be fair, I think that's because you know, like they don't really like who's going to go there. No, sure, but so like but they probably put more work into like you know, if you fly to Mount Everest, that's probably going to look a little yeah. better. Yeah, and like Cincinnati looks much better, obviously, but it's just I don't know the um, like uh, it just using the the Bing Maps thing makes the game look worse, and so I feel like I'd rather play it with that turned off um and with the uh, uh, cuz they they have another version where it's like pre pre-built or something um just because i don't know like i said it makes the game look worse uh it's neat but it makes the game look worse so um and then i also started playing uh yakuza 0 um which is my first yakuza game and I like it a lot. I'm, I think, I don't know, 12 hours in. Game is so and, good. And uh, I uh, just, I'm only probably an hour into the second playable character's uh, story. Majima. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. I like it a lot. Yeah. It does. It does have a little bit of Shinmu in it to me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I really, really enjoy it. I like the combat. Um, I like the characters so far. Um, story seems pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm digging it. Yeah, those games, so good. And, uh, yeah, that's really all I've played. I, I really haven't had a chance. I mean, it's been three weeks since I've been on the podcast, and I've really haven't had a chance to play much of anything because um, I've just got a million different things going on. So, um, yeah, that's it. All right. Um, I will give you the rundown. I didn't get to play all the indie games I wanted to play this week. I got roped into playing a bunch of Back for Blood and then a bunch of The Ascent. So I'll run through these real quick. What I did play... Um, 
I played a game called... Oh, I started Dodgeball Academia, and I didn't play a ton of it. I kind of played through the tutorial. Um, that is a neat little game. It's like it's a mixture of an anime mixed with a dodgeball game, mixed with a almost a Pokemon-style game. It's interesting. I think I want to play some more of it. It's on Game Pass if you want to give it a look. It's It's got a real charming art style to it. My son's been playing it. He loves it. Yeah, he's it, played a ton of it. It it seems like it's really good, and I think I want to go back to it. I just got pulled into something else. Um, then I played the the Chemco RPG for the week. I mean, it's the same thing as it is every week. Um, the game showed up called Animus Revenant, and Anthony's the only one who understands this. But I, I kind of was for some reason thought it was a new anima game, and I got excited. And I booted it up, and it's a isometric Dark Souls game, and I was like, okay. We're good. That's like, there was a Masters of Anima. No relation. I yeah. was very disappointed. Yeah, this this is legit a straight-up Dark Souls game from an isometric perspective. And I was just like, okay. Like, you don't even try. Like, the like the opening area even has a woman sitting on, like, a, a, a pedestal that looks kind of like the girl from Bloodborne at the main area, and I was just like, okay. Y'all saw what you liked, and you made one of those. Okay. Uh, Castle of the Pixel Skulls DX is a straight-up, you know, level 1-1, one, one, level 1-2, level 1-3. Do some platforming, get to the end. It's fine. Nothing super special about that. Bone Marrow is a weird-ass game. That's the Rattalaka game this week. So this is a... How do I even describe this? So you start off in, like, a grid-based pattern... You've got a character, you move, and every time you move, you combine objects together to create health and swords and shields and things for your character. Every now and then, an enemy will show up on the map, and you just push up against them to use up the resources you've collected to kill them. The catch is is that you can only collect the resources during the day. There's a little timer down at the bottom that goes across, and it spends half the time at night and half the time in the daytime. And at night, you can't move. That's when you build the puzzle part, and then when the daytime comes in, you can collect and also attack. <clears throat> and it's it's an interesting concept, but the like the match went on for so long that eventually I just started like wiggling the analog stick and was ma- and managed to get like almost to the end of the the first level. It it just it felt like it went on forever. Like the match lasted almost ten minutes. And I was like, okay, maybe that's a little too long. Like the first match. Um, and then the next game I booted up was called Deadly Days, and the, the, the tutorial screen comes up and it says this is a, um, roguelike, um, zombie survival game, and then I just quit out. I thought you were, it was, this is a roguelike card, or deck building, just hear Ken screaming, ah! <laughs> So, we'll talk about this in a second, um... I checked out Back for Blood, and it has cards in it. You can, like, unlock cards. one-use cards? I haven't quite figured out how it works, because I was like... Is it a specific mode? Because if it's a specific mode... It's not. hmm. So I, I was playing the campaign... And you get these cards, and the cards are going to be things like um, 
you get 10% extra stamina, you get um, two health back when you kill a zombie with a melee attack, you, um, and they have different levels of the cards, like some of the cards are better than the other cards, and I, and I was trying to figure out like how it works, it's like when you start, you start with like a starter deck, and you can build the deck to take with you into a, into a match, and I think you can activate one... It, it was confusing because at the same time we were also trying to play because it's a four-player game, so we had to matchmake, and we get into the game. This is also another weird thing about the game. So I was in a party chat on Xbox. The game is cross-play. So I was in a party chat on Xbox. I was chatting with K-Dub, and I get into the game, and all of a sudden I can hear like the game in my headset, like like it was coming from somebody's TV, and I started talking, I was like, hey, can you hear, like, do you have your TV on real loud, talking to Justin? And then all of a sudden, another voice comes over my headset, and they're like, that's my TV. And I'm like, wait a minute, how can I hear you if I'm in a party chat? Like, are you feeding two, like, chat audios into my headset, even though I'm telling you I only want to be in the Xbox party? That's... That's uncomfortably weird. Yeah, so the guy started talking to me, and I went to the menu and just muted everybody. I was like, well, I guess he can hear us, but I can't hear him. Or something. I don't know. It was weird. Um, but this game is is straight the fuck up Left for Dead. It is Left for Dead without... <sighs> so if you remember... <clears throat> excuse me. If you remember playing Left for Dead... There were a lot of like specific zombie types that when you would get to that area, you can, like the witches, I'll use as an example, where you kind of had to maneuver your way around them. You didn't want to startle them because they would, you know, attract all the other zombies and then you would get into an overwhelming firefight. This game feels more like a, for lack of a better word, if you call a duty-fied Left for Dead. Like this game is just straight up balls to the wall gunplay like you are moving fast you are popping off zombies i never i, I don't want to say never i did run out of ammo but very rarely did i run out of ammo there's plenty of guns there's plenty of ammo um it does have colored loot so you can get a purple gun or a blue gun or you know and it'll have more damage to it you can actually pick up parts for the guns throughout the level um there are the big difference between this and Left 4 Dead, as far as the enemies go, is like it does have a lot of the same type of enemies. Like there's a guy that hocks a loogie on you. He's called a hocker, and he'll stick you in place, kind of like if you remember the the smokers from Left 4 Dead. Um, the difference in this game is that there's giant, like screen filling boss enemies. Like these dudes are huge, and they come out and they just wreck people. Um, which is pretty cool. The game looks good. It runs good. It's on Game Pass, so I'll probably play more of it. I played through the entire first campaign, which was like eight levels. And it's the same setup where you go from the beginning of the level to the safe house, restock, go from there to the next safe house, restock, that kind of um, flow to the game. So the fact that it's on Game Pass, I will definitely play it when it comes out. But after playing the beta, I kind of, it didn't feel, it's like Turtle Rock really nailed it with Left 4 Dead, and I don't know that this, like it didn't feel as good as Left 4 Dead did back when you played it. Like, I don't know, it's it's hard to describe of like, 
it's it's just not as good as you kind of hoped it would be. So, but anyway, that's I did play another game that I can't talk about. I can talk about it next week. It's called Foreclosed. Um, so I'll be talking about that game next week. And also maybe a different game next week. I maybe get to talk about. I don't know. We'll see. Um. As far as uh, games coming out for the week, we've uh, for if you got those new consoles, we got a few. We've got I Am Dead, uh, Button City, Ever Forward, Lawn Mowing Simulator, uh, which is another game that I've actually been playing. Um, so maybe I'll talk about that game next week. Uh, Untitled Darkness. Uh, Art of Rally, which is coming to Game Pass. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, The Siege of Paris. Uh, Foreclosed. Jelly Break Deluxe. The Plane Effect. Fishing Adventure. Uh, and Hades, making its way to the new consoles this week as well. I have a question. Yes. How many people do you think play that DLC for Assassin's Creed and wonder with the Eiffel Tower. You know there's gonna be one! It can't be France. (laughs) The Eiffel Tower. Uh, Also on the new consoles, Ever Forward, Godfall, Fire, and Darkness. I think that's it. I think that's all the new console games. Let's move over to PS4 and Xbox One. A lot of the same stuff, uh, also including Action Arcade Wrestling. I don't know what that is. Probably... Say it one more time. Action Arcade Wrestling. I don't know what that is either. Hmm. I'll keep an eye out for that this week. Uh, Black Book, we already said that. Uh, Godfall coming to PS4. Uh, The Collector's Edition of Hunt Down. Power Rangers Battle for the Grid Super Edition. Uh, Faraday Protocol, Tetragon, and Paw Patrol the Movie Adventure City Calls. So, there you go. Uh, Xbox One, well, it's a lot of the same stuff, pretty much all the same stuff. Uh, anything different on here? Cardiclism Shards of the Four. Whatever that is. And then moving over to the Switch. Let me pull this up real quick. There's a lot here. We've got 3D Advan Time, Pop Blocks, Button City, Shadowverse Champions Battle. Crimson Spires. Whew! I don't know if I can say this. Fatagan? Fatagan? Tales of the Creeping Madness? Like, man, that's not even a word. F-H-T-A-G-N. F-H-T-A-G-N. That's not a word. Uh, Fire Tonight. Love Esquire. (laughs) Um, Bury the Bunny. A lot of the same stuff, all the same stuff. And then Witch Brings 3, Refine the Story of Arudi. 
Follow that? You get all that? Yes. I decided to look up both the wrestling game, which has decent reviews on Steam, although it uses Comic Sans, which is always... Um, and I... Fatagan. Fatagan? What the fuck yeah. is that? Uh, it's it's a it's a uh, Cthulhu uh, Cthulhu mythos sort of word. It's it's from that. Okay, so, that's the I... reason why it's like a mess to look at. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, this wrestling game looks a lot like um, I don't know what it looks like. It looks like a cell shaded wrestling game. Yeah. I don't know. If it's fun, it's fun. I don't care. I'm just give me curious. give me the name of it one more time. Action Arcade Wrestling. A A W. A A W. Yeah, I think that's A-A-W. what. They, yeah, I think that's why they. That's did what it. they use. That's what they use in the the uh, game. Where you can even see it on the mat. On the picture I sent. In the squared circle. I see it. The old squared circle. That's right. All up in this bitch. All right, um, I'm going to go through the news. Some of this stuff is from last week. Some of this stuff is from this week. So we'll just kind of uh, go back and forth. There is an indie event for ID at Xbox this week on Twitch. If you remember, they had one of these last year. Um, the one last year was super long, uh, but they did have oh, this, some... Go ahead. Sorry, this, this this wrestling game appears to have started its life and may still be a Chikara wrestling game, which Chikara was a, is a... Um, a rather large independent wrestling organization that's like a um they're a little weird um so it appears it at least was that at some point hmm. i guess we'll find out this week if it's any good because it's out so yeah um yeah so xbox is doing an indie event on tuesday so we'll probably kind of expect some um some announcements some new games coming to game pass obviously Maybe some indie games making their way over to Xbox. Always good to see new games and see indie games get focused. So, Speaking of Xbox, Forza 7 is being delisted. Uh, if you do want to purchase it, they have put it on sale for $9.99. Plus all the DLC is deeply discounted. Uh, of course, if you purchase it, you will be able to download it, but you will no longer be able to purchase it after the day it is delisted. <clears throat> so if you want to own that game... You should go pick it up now. Uh, Sony confirmed that when they purchased Nixies, is that how you say it? That the the whole sole purpose of them purchasing them was to port their games to PC. So we should probably expect to see some more PlayStation exclusive games making their way to PC very soon. Kena and the Bridge of Spirits has been delayed to September. So an extra month to polish that game. Uh, also speaking of delays, Horizon 2 is rumored to be delayed to 2022, according to, uh, I believe, Bloomberg's Jason Schreier. So, Sony's big... Disappointing, but not necessarily unexpected. Yeah, absolutely. I, I kind of expected Horizon to make it, you know, into 2022, just because. Uh, which also makes me wonder if God of War is going to get pushed a little further back. They can kind of spread those games out. That would make sense to me. Uh, but this basically leaves PlayStation without a big game for the fall. Um, with Does Nintendo have a big... Nintendo's got Metroid. That's right. That's the game I was forgetting. 
Um, and is Pokemon this year or next year? I don't remember. There's there's a Pokemon. Uh, November has Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remakes, and then January or February has uh Pokemon Arceus. Okay. So, so Nintendo like Pokemon's and... full. Yeah, Nintendo's good. Nintendo's got a couple. Microsoft's got a couple with Halo Infinite and Forza. Um, but Sony is now left with. They don't have anything, right? Horizon was their big game. Um, I think that's right for the rest of the year, at least. I mean, we've yeah, got the Ghost of Tsushima and um, Death Stranding director's cuts, but we don't have a a big, big game for the fall. So, interesting. But I, it, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> As we'll talk about in a second, a PlayStation 5 is going to sell regardless of whether or not there's a game out on it anyway. Uh, Mario Golf got its first update and it added a new course, Drew. So, you know, five more updates and you probably want to buy this game. Um, the new course is Donk City. Uh, and they added Toadette as a playable character. So, a little bit more there. Sony announced their 2.0 beta firmware is available now. Uh, this brings quite a few changes, including Shocker telling you which version of the game it is. You know, PS4 slash PS5, uh, vertical trophy list. I, I thought that was already in there. There's well, this a, it now has version. like a, well, it does now have like a little icon on. Oh, I got gotcha. Yeah, so it like your library is also separated, showing you which one is which. So I got gotcha. um, Vertical trophy lists as well as drum roll. The SSD expansion, so you can put more storage in your PlayStation 5. Did y'all read this? Are y'all going to do this? I guess this would just be a question for Ryan, since nobody else yeah, has a Yeah, What am I going to do? Put Expan- ex- do the expansion drive? Yeah. Uh, there's not enough stuff on the system right now, on <clears> either <throat> system right now, for me to justify that. At least not enough stuff that I'm playing. For me to justify, this is twenty-five some... bucks for a gig. I was gonna say this is like some Vita ass card prices. Yeah. Holy shit! Like, what was yeah. it? So Sony was like, "Yo, you can put up to four terabytes in there." I looked up how much a four terabyte expansion costs. Y'all want to know? How much? A thousand dollars. Wow. Twice the price of the PlayStation Five Disc Edition. So yeah, uh, I did watch a video on how you put it in. It seems pretty straightforward. I, there was a conversation about this on the internet. Microsoft solution is better for plug and play. Like for consumers to just take a card, plug it in the back, you get an extra terabyte of storage. That is clearly better. Like that is just plug and play, simple. The PlayStation solution is not hard, but it is... <clears throat> It is complex enough that there are a lot of people, and I know gamers don't understand this, there's a lot of people that are just not going to do this. The same way people didn't do it with the PS4 or the PS3. Like, anytime you involve a screwdriver, it becomes a lot more complicated. And the funny part is, is that, like, the PS3 was, like, stupid simple. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the original model is, is stupid proof. Um, but the, uh, even the slim model, not the super slim that has the sliding top, but 
you just unscrewed the front and pulled the drive out. The PlayStation 4 was a bit more difficult, but still easy. I don't know how this has become harder, but it sounds it from the way that people have been talking about it. Well, so just to give you kind of a rundown of what you got to do, first you got to make sure you buy the right drive. The drive has to have a minimum of, I think, 5,500 megabits per second or so, like some kind of transfer yeah. speed. you got to make sure you have that first. Then you have to take the side casing off of the PlayStation 5, which... It's not hard, but it makes me nervous because there's a click. So oh, like clicks, a, clicks on expensive products should not be a thing. Yeah, so like you pop it and then you slide it off, and like that makes me nervous. But I sure I'm sure I could do it. And then there's a little door. You unscrew that. You take the door off. There are I think five size screw holes, so it can be anywhere from like 30 meters, 30 nanometers to up to like 180 nanometers. So you need to know which one your drive Comes size is. Um, oh, I see. Sorry. Yeah, so like the size of the drive, you need to know where to put the spacer. Then you put the sp- you take the screw out, you put the spacer in the slot you want. You have to probably make sure that your hard drive that you're getting has a heat sink. Even Sony recommends that you put a heat sink on it. So yeah, that- okay, we've, <clears throat> we've hit the point. I was going to say, I remember hearing about a heat sink, but of course I don't have one, so I went, all right, well. Have fun with that. Yeah, you can. You can't just um, you can't just buy like an enclosure for the drive and plug it in with USB. No. No, it, it cannot be used via USB. You can use USB storage for PS4 and to store PS5 games, but if you want to run them, you have to take the system apart. Interesting. Yeah, I mean that's that's the way Sony's always been. Up until well, no, PS4 added external. Yeah, PS4 you could just use USB. Yeah, but with these new NVMe drives, you cannot use the USB. USB is not fast enough to transfer uh, NVMe speeds. So there will never be a USB solution to this hard drive issue. And and that's why I said Microsoft was the smarter solution of just basically giving you a memory card that you plug into the back of the system. Like as Anthony so eloquently put it, that's pretty much stupid proof, right? It only fits one way. Yeah. And you just I plug mean, it is. in. Um, I've also heard, I've also heard that, so, uh, that you can just plug, take it out and plug it into an Xbox and there's all your games. So yeah. you legitimately can just take it out of the back, plug it into a different Xbox and your games just show up. Yeah. That's, uh, k- kind of crazy. In this day and age, where I can't even necessarily do that with the photo, like I can't pop my SD card out of my phone and put it in a new phone with, and everything just picks up where it was. Yeah. So. Yeah, Microsoft was all about building like a simplified solution, whereas Sony wanted to give people the options, which I can appreciate both sides. Like with Sony, I can pick which hard drive I want, I can pick which size I want, I can. You know, uh, and, and there's a chance that with competition, the price goes down. Sure, sure. Eventually, and I hope these prices go down because the terabyte is over $200. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, that's a lot. Like, I bought one for my Xbox and it was the hardest decision, like purchase decision I ever had to make. Like, I'm like, do, do I really want to spend 200 bucks on a memory card? In, in essential, you know? So... 
But yeah, it is coming. It'll be available in 2.0 whenever that goes live. It's in beta now. So, uh, sales-wise, we Sony released pretty much their specs. They sold. Uh, they've sold through about 10 million PS5s. Um, couple of game notes here. Ratchet and Clank sold a million, which I know it's Ratchet and Clank, and Ratchet and Clank is not like a like a multi-million seller. Like it's not one of the big franchises. But to think that only like 10% of the PlayStation 5 like owners bought that game, it's crazy. That's because the, the, the 90% scalpers sitting I, on PlayStation 5s. I saw that joke as well, yes. I, I think the scout, like legitimately, like the scalpers make up for like 10 to 20% of the system. Oh, sold. I think, I, I think there, it's more than that. I mean, nobody's ever going to know. You're right. That's I just, the problem. I think it's. I think it's more than that because scalpers don't have one. That right. That that's the thing. They all have multiples because that's how the business works. And then they can control as much of the product as they possibly can. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. According to kind of deciphered numbers, because Microsoft doesn't give them anymore, the Xbox has sold 6.5 million. Which all of these numbers, all that they tell you is that Sony has manufactured 10 million PS5s and Microsoft has manufactured 6.5 million Xboxes. That's that's legitimately all it tells you, because every single one that's come out has sold. So, uh, Returnal was also on this list. It sold 500k. Uh, And according to Sony, that is a big success for that game. I really feel like that game should have been 50 bucks. The $70 price tag still bothers me on that game. Like, a lot. <laughs> um, there's a new studio, which contains a bunch of people from other big studios, and the name of the studio is That's No Moon Studios. Ladies and gentlemen, we are running out of Star Wars quotes for your video game names. Okay. Everybody's quiet today. I have nothing to add to that. You're all sleeping. So, um, I'm, I'm in Bosnia, so I, I know it sounds like garbage. Yeah, but I still like to hear your voice, Drew. It's it's sweet and sultry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Southern twang. Sultry. Sultry. Uh, Psych- Psychonauts Two has gone gold. Yay! That game is finished. You'll be able to play it on August twenty fifth. On Xbox Game Pass, PC, uh, PlayStation. Uh, I think that's it, unless anybody has anything else news-wise. New Pokemon Snap got an update because that game wasn't enough already, apparently. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that one. Three new areas. I mean, that's pretty cool. Um, And it... Hey... Free, free, free DLC. Cool. Nintendo is very good about doing free DLC for like the new Donk City map for Mario Golf. They did a bunch of DLC for, um, oh, what was the last game they did a bunch of DLC updates for? Animal Crossing obviously I mean, gets a bunch. Yeah, that Animal Crossing has some more coming apparently. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I just like 
With the Pokemon Snap, you know, yeah, Nintendo publishes it, but it's a different company, and that game was quite a lot already, so I was just kind of surprised that, like, they did that, and, because I was expecting that if they were going to do something like that, they were going to ask money for it, which is fine, I would have paid it, because I really like Pokemon Snap, but, uh, they handed it out for free? Alright, I'm in. Um, there was a, there's a trailer, and I say that with, like, you know, air quotes because it was all CG animated of uh, Duke Nukem Begins, which was like a cancelled Gearbox project or something. I have no idea it what you're not... talking about. I didn't see this. Yeah, it, it came out five hours ago. Mm. Um, it it's There's no gameplay. It's all like CG animated. And the person that uploaded was like, I worked on this. I really wish... It had big in two thousand eight. Uh, like uh, they wanted a vertical slice of what the game would be, and boy, it did look good. I mean, it's Duke Nukem. What do you expect? Yeah, it it is just uh, like shocking. In Duke Nukem news, did you see Saber Interactive uh, bought three D Realms? Yeah, yeah, I did see that. That is a weird thing, because, like, if you don't know kind of the Kevin Bacon connection of this, so Saber Interactive now is being run by Tim Willits. If you don't know who Tim Willits was, he used to be at at id. So now the guy that used to be at id now runs Saber Interactive. They bought 3D Realms. They now own 3D Realms. It's so fucking weird, man. I'm pretty sure Tim Willits is the guy that got American McGee fired. Yes, it's uh, according to Sandy Peterson. Uh, Tim <laughs> Willits was the one responsible for McGee's firing um, by giving bad advice to McGee when he presented his work to Carmack. Yeah, that's so. That's kind of funny. Uh, here's and here's, Tim. Okay. Oh, and as I say, and Tim Willits also says like he was he created the concept of multiplayer maps in Quake and like. A lot of people say that Tim Willits speaks a bit too highly of his input on video game history. Well, he is also running Saber Interactive. So, I, 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 what did they make? <sighs> Time um, Shift is the only game I can think of. Oh God! Yeah, I know oh. they've made other stuff. I've seen their name. Oh, on hold a lot on, of I games. have. I, I have to just. But I know Time, Time Shift, Shift is one of the games. They worked on they worked on the Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary, but they made that Battle Los Angeles game, oh. that terrible God Mode game, Inversion, oh. which was bad. Yeah, R.I.P.D. Was... the game. Uh, <laughs> these are all these are all very. They're not bad games. They're just so goddamn so, generic. You just don't yeah. care. Yeah. Like none apparently of those they, games. Oh, Ugh. apparently they they ported Call of Cthulhu to Nintendo Switch. I mean, sure, why not? Why oh, not? Not a great game. <laughs> so this this is minor, I guess. Well, minor video game news. But did you see the South Park deal that went up this week? Yeah. So comedy a lot of money. Nine hundred million dollars to create. I think through season thirty or something like that. And then they also do two movies per year, but also buried in that release was there is a new South Park game being worked on, and it is not 
license with Ubisoft. It is coming from Matt Stone and Trey Parker's own video game company. So there will be uh, a new South Park game from them directly. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what it is. Yeah. Was that you, Drew, uh, cropping up? Yeah. I said I didn't know they had a video game company. I think this is. I think they're starting it up. I mean, they just got a nine hundred million dollar check. So. Yeah, that's a metric crap ton of money. So here's a here's a crazy. This this has to go into the the licensed streaming rights thing. So they signed this deal with Paramount because Paramount owns Comedy Central, right? They signed this deal to do the movies for Paramount Plus. South Park is not yet on Paramount Plus because it's still licensed to HBO. <laughs> Streaming world is is a is a terrible place. It is. It is an so this press release comes out and like South Park is going to be on Paramount Plus with exclusive content, and then you go to Paramount Plus, there is no South Park content. I'm surprised that they don't have the movie. They have nothing. That is Paramount. <laughs> So, yeah, but Paramount owns Comedy Central. Comedy Central owns South Park. But the problem is, is HBO has the rights to stream South Park right now. So Warner has that license right now. That's that's not even the same in, in Canada, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure somebody else has the right. Like, fucking, fucking rights management is so awful. Oh, yeah. <gasps> Disney owned X-Men for a long time, and it took forever for them to get the old X-Men movies onto Disney+. Plus. <laughs> I couldn't just streaming was a mistake. <sighs> I mean, we basically are paying for cable again if you buy multiple streaming services. I know. I mean, I, I we could complain about that, but now we can watch it like in any order we want and as much as we want. So I guess I can't complain too much, right? You just have to keep switching services whenever the thing you like to watch moves to a different streaming service. My dad recently got, um, so <clears throat> I guess I should just go ahead and say it on the show. I haven't said it yet. I said it on Twitter. Um, my mother passed away a couple of weeks ago and, um, my dad has decided to change up a few things he had Dish Network for years and years and years, and the majority of that was because of the Hallmark Channel, because of my mom. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, I'm not paying $80 to watch not the Hallmark Channel. So he decided to cancel Dish Network. He went with, I had, I had heard of it, but never actually looked into it, Sling TV. Yeah, I know yep. what Sling is. Dad, Dad subscribes to Sling TV for $35 a month. There's a lot of stuff on Sling TV. Yes. Sling TV has, I, would, I think, two packages that like you can add on to. Yeah. And I was, I was actually genuinely impressed with the amount of live, live stuff that you can watch for $35 a month. And Dad jumped on that, and I was like, okay. And he gave me his password. So, ha, we got Sling TV now. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, no, it's like, there's, there's these small things that people don't pay attention to that still offer 
regular television for relatively cheap. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I don't know. Like he was asking me because he has an Amazon account, so he's got Amazon. He's using my Netflix, and now he has Sling TV. He's good to go. Yeah, for the most part. Um, I remember when I was looking. So the only reason that I need, quote, I'm using finger quotes, quote unquote, cable, is that I need to watch football when football is on. So I looked into Sling TV, and here was the kicker for me. So Sling TV, as you know, Drew, offers two packages. I think they're called Orange and Blue. Yes. Orange has half of my football channels, and Blue has the other half. True. So in order for me to get those channels, I would need to subscribe to both packages. So luckily for us, where where Ryan and I live, we have um, Spectrum Cable. So Spectrum, a, a couple years ago offered this thing called Your Choice. They didn't advertise it. They didn't tell you about it. But they basically let you... (coughs) Excuse me. Subscribe to streaming-only TV where you get all the local channels and you get to pick 10 networks. So I literally went in and I picked, you know, ESPN, NFL Network, And then, you know, for my son, I got Nickelodeon and I got Comedy Central for me. And basically, I got to a la carte pick what channels I wanted. You cannot find this service anywhere on their website. How much is that service? $30 a month. That's that. See, that's. Why don't they just do that? Because they don't want you to know it exists. Well, they want you to pay more. That's why. And I'm afraid to cancel it like when I don't need it for football because I was like, well, I don't really need it the rest of the year because I only use it mainly when football's on. Right. But like I'm afraid to cancel it when football's not on because I'm like, well, they let me do this again. <laughs> it's true. So Dad, Dad he, he subscribed to the blue and he was like, I may just go ahead and do the blue and orange, which is $50 a month, I think. Yeah, I think it's 50 or 55 something like that. Yeah, that which I mean, it's still not a bad deal considering, you know, Dad watches Pawn Stars pretty much all damn day. <laughs> I can't blame him. That's a good show. It's like the old guy's funny. I'm like, yeah, yeah, he is, Dad. Yeah, that show is good. <laughs> I don't, I don't even want to. I don't even want to like. I purposely put all of my streaming services on different cards. And just pay them every month because I don't want to know how much I'm legitimately paying for all these streaming services. Oh God! If I if I looked at that stuff with like I've subscribed to Netflix, Amazon, which I mean, granted, Amazon I get Prime and stuff like that. Um, Discovery Plus, uh, Disney Plus. Yeah. I got so the Disney I, Plus bundle. At, I've got Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu, like in one package. Yeah, that's, that's what we got. So I, I'm, I'm, I would venture to guess I'm probably paying at least seventy bucks a month. Oh, I know I'm paying more than that because Netflix is now up to twenty bucks a month. Yeah. God bless it, man. Yeah, we we have everything except for Peacock. I I have somebody's password for Peacock. 
I have no need for Peacock. <laughs> I like I didn't really have a need for it, but I kind of wanted to watch all the old wrestling shit. Um, so I have somebody's password to Peacock, but I have Netflix, I have the Hulu, ESPN, Disney bundle, I have HBO Max, I have Amazon Prime, I have um Paramount Plus. Which Paramount Plus, the only reason I keep it is because it's Nickelodeon and my son can watch all that shit on demand. Dude watches a lot of Spongebob. I know I have another one. I have the Spectrum Choice Package. I thought I had another streaming service. I can't even keep track of these streaming services anymore. Oh, I have Apple TV. <laughs> what are you watching on Apple TV? Uh, I got it for Servant. And I think when I finish that, I'm moving on. I watched the Beastie Boys documentary. There's been a couple movies I watched on there. See, Apple TV Plus is hard for me not to keep because it's $4.99 a month. So it's like, I'm still watching Servant. I might watch Ted Lasso. People rant and rave about that show. I haven't watched it yet. Um, There's a couple other things on there that I watch. I forget what they are. I can't even keep... So, I have an Apple TV as my streaming device, and literally it just logs into all my services, and then it, like, delivers me this thing of, like, all the movies that I can watch. Yeah. So, I just click on one. Yeah, I just click on one, and it opens up whatever app it needs to open for me to watch said movie. So, Dad dad has... Dad's not very tech-savvy. So, he ends up having a Samsung TV that is just old enough to be a smart TV, but it doesn't allow you to install the newer apps on it. So he's running the old apps? He's running all the old apps. But the problem is he wanted Sling. He was he was determined to get Sling TV. Well, I searched high and low on his TV to find Sling. You can't get it on there. And I was like, are there, is there some kind of deal going on or something? But kind of find out he has just an old enough TV to where he can't download Sling. So then he has to purchase a Roku. Now he's using a Roku on a smart TV. And it just bugs the hell out of me that he has a smart TV that he has to use a Roku on. See, I don't, I, I'm actually not against that because most of the time those built-in apps on TVs fucking suck. Like, they're, they're, yeah, that's what we use. Yeah, but like a lot of times they just don't. They, I don't know. They just suck. I don't like them. And most of the time they don't have, like my LG, which you know is like the the TV that everybody wants for gaming. Just now this week got HBO Max. It wasn't on there. What's going on with that? It's it has to do with like the licensing. Like Roku just recently lost Spectrum and YouTube. So, like, a Roku is useless to me right now. Jesus. Like, if you want... The only the only streaming box I know that has every single app, and if somebody correct me if I'm wrong, is the Apple TV. Like, I know Fire Stick won't have certain things. The Google Chromecast doesn't have certain things. Roku doesn't have certain things. And it's all because of licensing. Which, oddly enough, is what started this conversation to begin with. <laughs> I don't know, like, and 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 twice now, twice I swear to you, it happened twice. My dad has fallen victim to the Roku activation scam, 
I didn't even know this was a thing. This is a thing, man, because it happened like it's happened twice. So he he bought a Roku a long time ago, a couple years ago, kind of thing, and he it says you know because you have to activate it, you have to go online and activate it. Well, instead of just going to the Roku website, he just Google searches Roku activation. Oh, well, the first no. thing, the first thing that pops up is like, oh, you have to pay twenty four ninety nine to to activate your Roku. And, and and he did it, and I'm like, Dad, you already bought the fucking Roku. You don't have to, like, <laughs> reactivate it. There's no subscription fee. God. Cut to about a year ago, he's at a friend's place who's about the same age as him. He got a Roku. They did the exact same thing. Even after, he, he called me. He called me while they were doing it, and I was like, Dad, do you not remember how you got scammed by this, and now you're having your friend do it too? I was like, well, "Have you have, have they have have you guys sent any money to him yet?" He's like, "Yeah, Johnny already sent them." I was like, "Why would you do that?" <laughs> I, <laughs> it's irritating dad, hearing this. <laughs> yeah, dude, no, no. I have the ultimate story about my dad. My dad got scammed so hard he let. A random person remote in to his computer. I remember this story. (laughs) He calls me and says, Drew, I just had a virus on my computer. I said, what do you mean? He's like, it popped up on my screen. There's a virus on the computer. Please click here. I was like, you didn't click on it, did you? He's like, yeah. I was like, okay. (laughs) He said, so he calls me after the fact. Every time he tells me something, I get louder and have a upper infliction in my voice <laughs> while I repeat what he just said. <laughs> so it had a phone number I had to call. You called the phone number? Yeah. I talked to, I talked to this woman and she walked me through it. I had to install this thing. That allowed them to get on my computer. You let them remote into your computer? <laughs> He's like, yeah, they fixed the virus. They didn't fix shit. You might as well just throw the computer away. <laughs> Why does he call you after the fact all the time? I don't know. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think Dad realized he got scammed and wanted to confirm. But he did that with the Roku twice. <laughs> I'm just like, Dad, what are you doing? You know, my dad's almost 70 years old. He doesn't understand this technology stuff. And the problem is that there's people out there that are preying on older people who don't understand it. Yep. It's fucking horrible. Yep, and that's why these things continue to happen, because people just keep falling for it. I cannot believe my dad let somebody remote into his computer. And you know, lock him, lock him out of his own computer, and then paid them to unlock the fucking computer. You know, I, I think I forgive that more than, than the Roku thing twice over. Because <laughs> at least, at least it hasn't happened again that you know of, uh, that yeah. someone has remoted into the computer. So at least he learned something there, right? Um, but the Roku won twice. <laughs> like, I can tell. 
Like I, I think the conversation was, yeah, I think uh, you gotta you gotta go online and you gotta pay a registration fee. I'm like, no, Dad, do you not remember what happened a year ago with the registration fee? There's no such thing as a registration fee for a Roku. You just go to the Roku, activate, put in a, a passcode. That's it. <laughs> Good God, Almighty, I man! I dude, that's it's it's a nightmare. Well, that's why these... try try. Trying to get dad to even be able to like, I'll send him a picture through text and he, I will immediately get a phone call saying, Drew, what is this? What did you just send <laughs> I'm like, dad, it's a picture. Just look at the picture. Oh, shit. <laughs> how do you say, how do you save this picture? I want to send it to, to Dorothy. Well, I, all right. Well, just, just click, hold the, hold on it. And he, he'll click on it, and then it's like, well, something else popped up. I don't, I'm, I'm trying to walk my dad through something on his phone while he's talking to me on the phone, and it's a, it's a, I think that's what the seventh layer of hell is. Uh, I feel I these it. stories. I do. Yeah. 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 Holy shit. Oh man. And and this. This is why it's hard for people to install a, an expansion drive in your PlayStation 4. <laughs> yes. I, I have told the story on the podcast of, of the, the old man that came in to yell at me about the televisions, right? I think so. Old man came in and was angry at me for TVs he didn't even buy at the store. <laughs> I worked that. Wanted to know why his small TV was louder than his big TV. <laughs> Which, fine, you know, like, that could have been a case. It could have been the case, right? The speakers could have been blown in the big one, but no, that's not the reason why. It's because he saw the 60 when he was adjusting volume and he put it to full volume or whatever. It, saw, it went up to 60 on the small television and 30 on the big one. And it's just like, I don't... <laughs> Like, what do I do for you at that point? I'm just like, and I'm trying to explain to him, like, sir, that's just a numerical. And it did not matter. It had nothing to do with technology at that point. It was just, no, I'm not changing. The world is wrong. All right, man. I I mean, I, I get it. I get the, the, the get off my lawn shit the older I get, but it still makes me laugh. You know, there's, there's levels of like, I'm just not engaging with this. <laughs> right it'd be like one thing if i walked into that man's house and was like all right grandpa it's time to get rid of your tube television he's like and then he was refusing to get a, a flat screen or something like that but it's like if you're if you're choosing to engage with it but only want to engage with it a certain amount that's i mean it doesn't work it's like i don't i don't know what to tell you <laughs> But you can't be angry with choices you made. You can't be angry with everyone else for choices you made. Oh, okay. I, I, we won't. We won't ever get that way, right? Oh no, we will. Oh, we are, uh, Drew. I can already tell you. Like I'm, I'm at that point, and I'm 29. I'm the youngest of all of us. And I look at, I look at uh, TikTok, and I'm like, I'm, f- I'm fucking doing it. Oh come on, Drew. That TikTok I sent you the other day via DM that we won't discuss here on the podcast. That was our moment. There's shit we don't yeah, understand. I, you know? I'm talking I'm talking like technology stuff. That uh, is technology stuff though. Like yeah, that TikTok is, is social TikTok is technically... social media platform. Yeah. No, no, I, I 
the, the subject matter in that TikTok. The thing is, is if I showed my dad TikTok, he would, it would be like I was showing him a new language. <laughs> Drew, have you used TikTok? No, I don't use I mean, TikTok. I, exactly. I think I've sure the I point. Can, the difference is I could download TikTok and figure out how to use you're, it. My father would never be able to do that. I think you're... I mean, I get what, I, you're, I I get what, what you're saying. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, but I think I think you're you're. I think you're looking at this the wrong way, Drew. I think you're saying your father can't understand it. When I'm going to argue, he just doesn't want to. That's. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing is that like people our age grew up in both the analog and digital era. It's not like technology is ever going to fully escape us like it did with the boomers. You know, like I, for, for the longest time, I bought my parents years ago a DVD player back when they were still relatively expensive. They would legit wait until I got home from work to, to put in a DVD. Because <laughs> I, yeah, I don't understand. What do you mean? You put in the disc <laughs> when you hit <laughs> play. Make sure, sure the, make sure the picture sure the, side up. Are you sure the boom that you're talking about wasn't the Big Bang? Holy shit! So my 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 dad. I went over to my dad's house the other day, and he goes, uh, he goes, hey, um, uh, my Xbox One's not working. I can't get it to work, and I'm like. Okay, well, let me take a look at it. And he didn't have it plugged in. Like, he didn't have the HDMI cord plugged in. And I'm like, how long has this not been working? I don't know, a month and a half? And I'm like, you didn't think about checking that? No, not really. And I said, well, you've got, you've only got two HDMI ports on this TV, and your Fire Sticks, um, your cable box is plugged into one, and your Fire Sticks plugged into the other one. And he goes, well, don't unplug the Fire Stick, I need that. I said, okay. And he goes, I need that to get to this stuff on my television at the bottom. And I'm like, Dad, no, that is part of your television. Like, he thought he had to have the Fire Stick plugged in to access the smart TV features on his actual television. I'm like, you're watching those on the television. You're not even using the Fire Stick. Oh, oh, okay. Well, you can unplug it then. You know, I can't, I can't fully blame him. Like the 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 leaving it for a month and a half is maybe a little yeah. absurd, but I like can't I can't fully blame him because like I I don't know what TV he's using, but it, they yeah some of that shit does look similar. <laughs> I mean I don't I don't know I don't I how many how many years it took me to get my my parents to understand the AV input to watch the DVD player I bought them. Like you have no idea how long that took. Yeah, <laughs> I just I've got a uh, I've got a coworker who's who's older, who has told me the same story multiple times, and it has to do with one of two stores. I still have yet to realize which store it is, but it's Bed Bath and Body Works, is what he says. <laughs> And I don't know if he's talking about Bed Bath and Beyond or Bath and Body Works. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> that
100% my dad would do. Yeah. My dad will send me text messages every now and then, and I'm like, I don't even know. I can't even come close to figuring out what this is supposed to mean. Uh, the, uh, uh, he, he sent me a text the one day, two texts. The first one said, mom card dead. And then the second text said, we wear hack. (laughs) (laughs) And I I called him and I said, what? (laughs) And he goes, oh, I was just trying to tell you that Claudia's card is dead because we were hacked. And I'm like, oh, well. You clearly communicated that effectively. <laughs> oh fuck! It's it's not going to get any better, Ryan. I don't know if you've noticed yet. No. But your son, the way he talks, yeah, you, you're going to look at him and just, I look at mine all the time. I'm like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> I mean, you don't. I I, I, try, I yelled at him the other day. I was like, you don't say hashtag out loud. Hold pound. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Kids are going to be confused when they call it those automated lines and they're like, press pound. Like, what's pound? What's pound? You mean hashtag? <laughs> it. Uh, yeah. I felt old at like 19 and was in. I'm in my first year of college and people are watching Jersey Shore and I went, I don't, I don't, I don't get society anymore. That's exactly the first time I went. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I, I don't know where we're going, but it's no, it's no, no, we're good. Sorry. I said, did you say I'm too old for this? Oh, I said, I said I'm too old for this. At nineteen, <laughs> I, Jersey Shore. Yeah, I was, I was like, I, I can't I've watch. I've never watched Jersey Shore, so it, it's just it's insufferable, sure man. I can't. Yeah, just to oh. pick, pick any, pick any um, show of like idiots that they just put a camera on and you you got the idea i mean we put a camera on ourselves at one point and that was a bad idea yes, yeah was. but we also like you weren't also going to bars and like your vocabulary isn't five words and <laughs> fist bumps <laughs> oh, no shit. but uh we did uh have mortal Kombat characters get fatality <laughs> on game like the hair We had him make out in his hair, too, if you remember. Jesus Christ. I ain't gonna lie, we did stupid stuff. That's fine. Yeah, for sure. Alright, uh... I've been... I've been... Two things Two things quickly for news, just for uh, free games. Um, on good old games, Ultima Underworld 1 and 2 Syndicate and Syndicate Wars are free until September 3rd. And I'm pretty sure that once they are done being free, you will not be able to get them on good old games anymore. They have been said that they were being taken taken down eventually. Um, I don't fully know why. So go get them while they're there. And uh, Plague Tale Innocence and Minute, which I gave a 9 or 9.5 to, uh, are free on Epic. So Yeah, pick Ultima, up Underworld, Ultima Underworld and Syndicate Plus were huge parts of my young teens so i i already had the ultimate underworld games but i snapped up syndicate plus and syndicate wars i have an email i've been sitting on for weeks <laughs> for ryan yes it was well, the, the, oh, okay. the email specifically calls out ryan and drew 
Oh. Oh, wonderful. This Let's comes this comes from Mookie and it's about Assassin's Creed. Okay. Assassin's Creed. Yep. Uh, hey guys, sorry I didn't submit my analysis at the same time as my tweet about the subject. Initially, I wanted to pick up Origins, but then I remembered that Syndicate was fun, so I have to give a try to the last-gen version of the series before entering uh, to the new game system. Before I start, I think it's best to put things in bullets. Introduction, how the series was introduced to me, Assassin's Creed 1. The first time I heard about this game was presented by Jade Raymond in one of the conventions long before it was named Con nowadays. And me loving stealth games like Thief 2, The Metal Age, Metal Gear Solid, and 1998's Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, to name a few. The stealth presentation was neat. Uh, I wasn't personally blown away, but I like how it is. But then they added combat system. Not bad, but okay. Then at the end of the showing that it's an open world game, and I was like, aha, okay. I wasn't convinced enough to buy, to desperately play it right away. But when I finally got the game, gave it a try, and only... And I only reach until the next area and rage quit. Why? Because the experience was tedious. So bland from the moment that I realized I will be doing the process over and over again on different areas. I shook my head and said, I'm done. So, that's Creed 2. So I I heard so much praise from different friends, including you guys, about this game. And how they loved the protagonist over the first one. So a gamer like me who loves storytelling... Uh, was convinced to give this game another try. So who knows, maybe they've improved the gameplay over the first one. Well, it got better from the first one, and I tried my best to endure the monotonous experience, but to a point, and that point was trying to test me until I had until I had too much and said, fuck this shitty fuck. <laughs> I'm done, fuck the hype, I'm going to play Infamous. It was too buggy to the point that it destroyed my save file after 10 hours of gameplay. Uh, the stealth mechanics were okay, lacked subtlety for me, I feel I I feel so much of a badass when I successfully knocked out and hide enemies to lockers and such in MGS1. It's fun faster and feels good for doing it because the rewards are good at the end. But it felt so bland, not as exciting as taking down enemies that blend inside a group of people on the streets. Combat is highly forgettable. Uh, I've had better experience with Fighting Force on the PS1. <laughs> Wait, which which Assassin's Creed is he talking about? This is here? two. Okay. Um, or the Batman Arkham series. I guess this contributed to me stepping away from this. I have no issues with the open world because I still play um, that genre since GTA London when I specifically talk about Syndicate. It's pretty loaded with content, but a lot of rehashed stuff. Nothing to complain about, but it would be nice to have more effort on interior designs. Probably not enough time to release on time, so man, it's just fine. On that note... Syndicate, I'd pick Cyberpunk 2077 bugs over this any day. It's terrible and comes more often even on main missions. To its credit, it doesn't come as two, but I came to a conclusion that I just don't care about the game and the villain, even if it was recommended by a friend from the crew. I may as well YouTube it if I finally give up on this. Alright, last paragraph. My analysis, I suppose Ubisoft realized they don't want to go the same direction where EA and Activision is heading on an annual rate. Because the genre they make, regardless of the peripheral vision, has become stale since Assassin's Creed. Just another boring open-world game with stale combat. Good acting, but not enough to cover its repetitiveness. And for the longest time, they didn't bother to change until they were forced to from releases such as Batman, uh, GTA V, um, and the most innovative one to me right after Arkham series was Middle of Earth, or sorry, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor. It was new to the game, putting the Nemesis system on the table, 
which is new to players, then adding it up with a sequel. Ubisoft realized they had to make a new system, otherwise they'll end up series like Saints Row, seasonal or prototype, overpowered equals boring. Or like any other, and I think Ubisoft will not accept, accept to step down from being competitive and relevant. So I recommend, so I commend them for doing the R&D and change the direction. To me, I'm playing the last part of the old system, and I think I'm glad they moved to a different level. I hope I can finish Syndicate on better terms soon before I start Origins, but personally, I still don't have enough care to love that series back because of three props to those who played and enjoy this game, but still this game and series isn't for me. Whew! That's a big paragraph. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're you know, everybody's got different tastes. Um, I um, actually... Yeah. Uh, he mentioned Shadow of War, and I dislike that game. So... Everybody's got their own likes and dislikes. Absolutely. Drew, you were about to say something? Yeah, I I have not played Syndicate. Um, In fact, I had not played an Assassin's Creed game since Brotherhood. And Assassin's Creed Origins is a much different game compared to Assassin's Creed 2 or Brotherhood. Um, Sure, you're doing a lot of the same stuff. The thing that got me about Origins was the exploration. Like, that was... Finding things in that game got me excited to play that game. And, you know, the ancient Egypt setting was really cool. Um, The story was okay. I didn't think it was groundbreaking or anything like that. Um, but it had been a long time since I got into an open world game like that. And the reason why was because of the exploration, going through the temples, going through the, 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 the tombs and stuff like that. And, um, just revealing other parts of the world really got me into it. Um, combat's okay. Everything in that game is okay. It's not bad. It's not anything but okay, but the world and the exploration were top-notch. So, to me, I think that was a fantastic experience, um, and definitely not for everybody. You know, if, if you're not into open-world games, you're not going to ever really like Assassin's Creed, I don't think. But, um, I wanted to play that one to get to Odyssey, which is the, the creme de la creme, if, if, according to everybody that I know. So, when I will st- I get to it? Who knows? I still think Odyssey is my favorite Assassin's Creed. Yeah. So good. Yeah, yeah. I, I go back and forth between that one and the... the um, of the recent ones, I, I go back and forth. I, I like all three of them for different reasons. Yeah, they're all three quality games. I, I just... There was something about Odyssey that made me keep playing it so much longer than the other two. All right. There you go. I got another email. It's from Eeyore Kara. Hey, yo, it's Eeyore Kara, the guy who likes gaming and boobies. Drew, what's your relationship like with David Jaffe these days? Have you reached out to him? Does anybody know what he's up to? I, I do not have a relationship with David Jaffe. 
David Jaffe is now a streamer. Yeah, the last time I the last time I heard about him, he was talking to Colin Moriarty, both of them complaining about cancel culture and how they just can't have a career in cancel culture. By the way, don't look into how much money Colin Moriarty makes off of fucking Patreon. Jesus Christ. All the people that complain about cancel culture aren't getting canceled. They're just being told they're assholes. <laughs> I don't know. I've watched I've watched Jaffe stream a few times and I actually like his he's he's like cranky old man who smokes weed and yells at things and it makes me laugh. Weed isn't strong enough apparently. <laughs> I don't know. I, his streams are funny to me. And he's got a fucking Gandalf beard and he wears and he has a pipe now. And it's fantastic. I don't care what anybody thinks I, uh, of me. I think it's funny. David Jaffe I, I mean, say what you want to about David Jaffe. I respect the guy who will say whatever the hell he wants. He definitely does that. And he definitely does that. I mean, yeah, me and him had words at one point on Twitter. Uh, and that was my five minutes of fame, I guess. <laughs> um, But no, I have not spoken to David Jaffe and probably... 10 years. What's funny about that is I actually have. Like, I've tweeted at him a couple times and he's tweeted back to me. No, he he is not afraid to engage with people. No. Like, I was joking with him about uh, the old single track games on PS2 a while back. So, yeah. I've probably spoken to him more recently than you have. <laughs> you you definitely have. The last time I spoke to him was is when he said I worked for a C-level piece of shit. <laughs> Was that uh, then he made drawn to death? So you worked on pieces of shit. (laughs) Yeah. All right. When we had words, he he had just released calling all cars, and I said, "Well, I don't. uh, I don't care." I mean, why aren't the why aren't the um, the people that are obsessed with like? you know, keeping legacy games around, worried about calling all cars. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw Kojima tweeted out something about digital games the other day, and the internet, like, grasped onto that, and I was just like, y'all motherfuckers are so worried about what you can play in 20 years that you're not even worried about what you're not playing today. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. fuck, everybody was worried about not being able to play NES games in the year 2020. You know what? I can play an NES game in about 12 seconds. Um, Speaking of Kojima, we didn't talk about Hassan. Um, I mean, what, what is there to fucking talk about? The dude's not even doing anything. <laughs> you digging a hole again. <laughs> well, I know he's digging a hole. I just, I'm uh, done talking about that dumb shit. I, I just can't. Can't, 8K textures, Ken. 8K on the PS4. <laughs> 8K textures from an indie developer on the PS4. When, no games when, made. When will uh, we, when will these people learn about? from Hello Games uh, experience? They never will. Never. Well, this guy. The, the thing with Hello Games, at least, was that like. They had put out an actual game that they themselves had made. Yeah, it was Joe Danger, but there was still a studio. <laughs> yeah, it's true. 
So this is just one dude on Twitter posting that he made an 8K game on the PS4, and I'm like, stop it. And 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 this stop it. (laughs) This guy also is feeding into the fact that this is definitely not a Kojima project. (laughs) Wink, wink. (laughs) But here's a dude in an eye patch. Oh, I can't. I can't wait for the angry people with their pitchforks. I mean, this guy's going to burn him at the stake. It's like I said on Twitter that one day. I said, if this is not a collaboration with Konami or Kojima, this guy is going to get slaughtered. (laughs) I mean, at this point, there's there's no other there's there's nothing else. Yeah, he's just going to get slaughtered. All right, Uh, more Erkara email, guys. It's 2021. I turn on my PS5. Go to the store, search for Ridge Racer, no results. I cry. I do not understand. It honestly makes me sad, man. All I care about is Minecraft and Ridge Racer. Ridge Racer! Yeah, Ridge Racer's dead. Sucks. Uh, Yeah, the last one was what, Unbound? Yeah, made by Bugbear. The guys that made uh, the very successful now Wreckfest. Wreckfest. Yep. Anyhow, I've been playing a lot of Crash Bandicoot 1 lately. I never actually finished it back in the day, so really trying to get that done. It's quite difficult. Boys, you know the the podcast PS Nation, right? It's one of the longest-running podcasts. I've been on and off it over the years. I was surprised it actually shut down. I heard some shit went down, but do you guys know exactly what happened? I don't don't even know that podcast. I've heard PlayStation Nation... I didn't know it shut down. I never listened to it. So, I, I don't know. Um, At this point, everybody has controversy, and people have falling outs, and I'm leaving, and, and then they yeah. get blocked on Twitter. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a weird world we live in. Seems like a great time for me to tell you guys, fuck all y'all. <laughs> No, you know, you're making the right decision. Yeah. <laughs> we support your decision. <laughs> I'd say uh, we can expect better things from you, but that goes without saying. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's how you run a podcast right there. That's right. Uh, anyhow, guys, uh, just a real life thing now. Uh, here in Melbourne, Australia, we're in our sixth lockdown. Uh, what a world we live in. What is it? What is it to be human? This earth, I hope our future is bright for our kids. I've been a bit sad lately. Anyhow, that's it, guys. I'll try to make an effort to write in. Been a while since my last email. Take care. Yeah, man, it's tough out there. (sighs) Cheer yourself up by looking up some boobies. Yeah. Um, And and I don't know how long their lockdowns are, but if it's like a month, that's pretty good. Because if you feel like we've had three, but there's that is we've had three in Ontario, and I'm I'm pretty sure they've been way longer than most lockdowns elsewhere in the world so except for maybe china um i I got a feeling so hopefully just short i guess i got a feeling we're headed for a big one oh yeah you feels that way i mean if you guys don't want to have a lockdown why don't you come to georgia yeah no i'm good (laughs) i'd rather stay alive Like we're we're just surrounded by people who are like this virus is a figment of the imagination created by the liberal media to trick you into getting a vaccine. 
They didn't have to trick me. They just said my appointment was available, and I went. <laughs> yep. There wasn't a whole lot of mind games involved. Nope. I was like, can I have it now? Can can, can I have it now? Are they, uh... All... Can you give me three of them? Yeah, I'll take extra. Well, <laughs> um... Joe Rogan listeners? I mean, I I listen to his podcast on occasion. Like in... Vaccines are causing mutations. It's, it's, yeah, God, you read just the headline, you don't get it. Yeah, that's the thing, is like, you can listen to but things look, and you can still question stupidity in them, for sure. Oh, I mean, I think our listeners... <laughs> oh, they don't have to question our stupidity, stupidity. we admit it. Uh, There's yeah, no uh, question about it. No, no. There's, I would not argue if somebody gets on Twitter and says I'm dumb, I'm like, you're right, I know. It's not a secret. Yeah, I, I, I got my vaccination. I wasn't afraid of it. I don't really like what what what's the long term goal? <laughs> you know? Oh, uh, it's gonna be the new world order. You do know that these arms magnetic. Yeah. I wish my arm was magnetic. That'd be sweet. Yeah, me too. I I've grew up, you know, in X Men movies for dominating the theater. I would love magnetic powers. Um, I was looking more at like uh, Jim Varney as uh, Ernest P. Worrell in uh, Ernest Goes to Jail. <laughs> Man, striking my 80s chords today. Whew. I'm just saying I'm old. I, I, I know what an Ernest movie is. <laughs> Dude, I'm mad that you can't stream Ernest Goes to Camp. Are you kidding? I know. That's the only one you can't stream. <laughs> Where's the other ones? Uh, I found them on Apple TV. Like, you can buy them on iTunes and watch them. I think they're also available on Vudu or some, some shit. Some of them got to be on Disney. I don't think any of them are on Disney. Really? Because Disney actually was the pr- production <clears throat> company or, or whatever studio. They hired him and they did a bunch. They did a two or three, I think. I don't think I'm not an can... Ernest fan. I picked this up through Osmosis. I don't think you can actually just stream, watch them on any of the services, but I think you can purchase them, except for Ernest Goes to Camp. You cannot purchase that movie. And I mean, weird. let's be fair, that's the pinnacle right there. Hey, Ernest Goes to Camp is would, the best one. Ernest Goes to Camp is fantastic, but I still think Ernest Saves Christmas is probably the best. Ernest Saves Christmas is really good. That one is really good, but there's something about camp, man. I don't know if it's the badger, 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 badger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's such a good movie. For those of you who don't know, back in the 80s, there was a lot of series of commercials starring this man. <laughs> hey, Burns. Yes. Hey, Burn. Know what I mean? No, we never saw you Vern. I mean? Never saw Vern. And then somebody's like, why don't we give this guy movies? I mean, it was the, it was the 80s equivalent of the Geico cavemen getting their own television show. Yeah, but 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 let's be honest. This was no, because the Geico cavemen were terrible. Oh, well, yeah, this yeah. was dramatically more successful, but it was the yeah. same. Or the crash test dummies. Remember when those became like a. Uh, yeah, they had their own show, too, didn't they? Yeah, they had a cartoon and they, they had toys and a video game. And yeah, yeah. 
crash they had a single that was called that's that's different crash testicles. <laughs> for people not the guy um, had three testicles did you hear that rumor when you were a kid i did hear that rumor <laughs> that's why he sang so low yeah that's why his voice was so deep the um the best way to describe it is like because this is more for people around the world and not U.S. or Canada. Uh, Fido Dido. He was like Fido Dido, where it was like it was a character that would show up in ads, but had really no relationship to the product. And somehow he took that character and made movies with it. And he was actually a very good actor. Um, oh my god, uh, what's his name? Jim uh, Barney. Jim Varney. Yeah, Jim Varney was really great in other stuff, but Ernest was the most popular thing he did, and then he died of lung cancer, Yeah, yeah. I believe. He played yeah. Jed Clampett in the, the Hillbillies movie. He was on he Roseanne did. a couple times, I believe. Yeah, he was actually a Shakespearean actor Yeah, before he became uh, Ernest. <laughs> know what I mean, Vern? Alright, we got a couple tweets. Before we get out of here, <laughs> you need to use a picture of Jim Varney as Ernest. <laughs> Hold, holding the milk carton. Do you remember the milk commercials? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's the, that's the one I need to use. Uh, Mookie says, played some decent, good games for the past two weeks, but before that, I rage quit Far Cry 3. Again, because of a corrupt save game by saying that, I'm not going to replay that shit. So, better games. I played Squad, and man, it felt so good. I forgot all about Rainbow Six Siege and its seasonal event. Then I played The Ascent, and that game kept me kept me off my feet in the middle of the night. A few hours before I need to get up and go to work. But the surprise was Desperados 3. Reminds me of Commandos, but in a well-done spaghetti western setting. Uh, fuck, it was damn fun. And I bid Far Cry 3 farewell because Far Cry 5 was on sale, so I moved on. Uh, he also sent us a picture of Burger Fuel. I ain't gonna lie, that looks tasty. I'd eat that. See if I can grab this link. Y'all can see the picture of the of the burger. There's the burger. Elmerl. The hamburger. That looks you. That looks like how McDonald's sells you the burger in the first place, type of thing. Yeah, like their their uh their glamour shots. Yeah, that burger just looks like a glamour shot burger. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's just like his picture, though. So that's what they actually served him. So yeah, I'd eat that. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it's just a quality burger that's handed to you. Yeah, that is not something you get at McDonald's. I don't know if you know that. McDonald's is not a quality burger. See, I got no arguments. Pickle Rick's in a tweet said uh, that since we weren't on last week, it would give Anthony plenty of time to have some Five Guys, which he did. There you go. But you didn't know Pickle Rick followed us. I did not know that. Yeah. Now you know. Now we're famous. Well, Wubba Dub Dub or whatever he says. <laughs> Wubba Lubba Dub Dub. You don't watch Rick and Morty? I've only seen the first season. Oh, man. That was a quality television show. I don't have anything else. Unless you want to talk about some more food. I'm hungry. I'm hungry too. What are you going to eat? I don't know. That's a great question. (sighs) 
Yeah, I gotta think about uh, it. I think I've got some. I got some leftover Soho from last night. I'll probably eat that. Huh. We had steak yesterday. Unlike getting steak delivered to your house, right? <laughs> from where? Outback Steakhouse. Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> I don't know what that voice was, but that was pretty good. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to have today. i got to pick up groceries, so i got to probably do some, some window shit. I don't know. Everything in the window sucks, though. Some windows shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if i got to pick up food on the way home, I don't feel like messing up with some shit, so I'll just go through a drive through window. question is what what like when you go to do window food your your goal is like what is the least shitty thing i can eat today because you're definitely not thinking about what's going to be tasty you're going to be thinking about what's not disgusting i'm very limited on what i can get do you even eat fast food anymore i mean occasionally i mean what do you consider fast food that's the problem like McDonald's, Burger King, Arby's, Wendy's. I mean, I okay. Uh, no, no. Uh, Arby's is the only thing that you just named that I can that that I can go to. You don't go to Taco Bell. God, no. <laughs> they got nacho fries back. I, I understand that, and they got the anime commercial. But I just, I I can't, man. You really can't eat Taco Bell anymore? I mean, I can. My my butthole does not want me to. <laughs> See, I, I would think, so here's the funny thing, is I would think Arby's would be more painful to your butthole than... No, Arby's is fine. There's something going on in your stomach then, because Arby's is never fine for your butthole. What do you get at Arby's? I mean, it's roast beef. Yeah, that's yeah I mean, I, uh, Arby's has never bothered my stomach like that. I don't understand you guys. I, I get the Rubens there. Oh, God, that would make me even sick. Reuben is the most... Reuben is the, like the nastiest sandwich on the planet. You're out of your mind. Oh, dude, I used to work in a, in a restaurant. I had to cook those, and almost every time I would like dry heave when I'm making them. I'm like, oh, my God. Do you, do you not like sauerkraut at all? I hate sauerkraut, and I do not oh, like corned man. beef. I don't like thousand. Like, there's nothing on that sandwich that I like. You are missing out. No, I am not. Amazing. Especially hot sauerkraut with oh, potatoes and oh, pork. I'm about to oh, vomit man. right now. <laughs> oh, I'm going to say... on. I'm gonna say is you people, both like both of you are like oh, Ken. I can't believe like what do you eat at uh, Arby's that makes you not feel well? It's because he treats his body like shit on the regular. So when it has real food, it rejects it. Arby's is real food. It's more real than the shit you eat, <laughs> motherfucker. I eat Outback Steakhouse. That ain't Outback no fucking. I eat a steak. That shit is higher quality oh, tier than Arby's roast right. beef. It is higher quality tier than than Arby's roast beef. Yeah, fuck yeah. It just it they just... fly that steak in all the way from Australia. <laughs> Australian cows. Yeah, I don't buy that for a minute, but I do know it's a Blue better a boomerang. <laughs> they just flick That's why it. You get it quick, otherwise it goes back. 
That's right, because if you don't get it, it's gone. It's gone. Goes back to owner. I don't know. I, like, you think I eat nothing but shit anything, but I'm going to tell you this right now. I won't go to Burger King anymore. I will not go to McDonald's. Oh, that's a... The, okay, well, the McDonald's one is... I, I even go to McDonald's now and then, although... Like, those no, places I just won't eat. Like, with, I'm with Drew. Burger King is the, the fucking worst, and I've made that very clear in my opinion. <laughs> Dude, Burger King, Burger King used to be one of my favorites when I was a kid, Ugh. but I'll tell you right now... In the last ten years, that has been one of the worst fast food restaurants. I can, it, I can't. It eat really it. is. It it's it's bad. Like I can eat Arby's on occasion. I can eat Taco yeah. Bell. Way more often than you're going to admit right now. No, I mean I can eat it once a week. No, that's, that's not worse. No way. No way. I, I, do I don't. But I could. Like McDonald's, I couldn't tell you the last time I ate there. Uh, Burger King, can't tell you the last time I ate there. I can eat Wendy's on occasion. I'm not a big Wendy's fan. Wendy's is my favorite of all the ones you just listed. I'm trying to think of what other fast food jams there are that are still around. Wendy's has a bourbon bacon cheeseburger right now that is excellent. I don't know what it is, but like I used to get like the whatever whatever the burger that comes on the pretzel bun. And it would just give uh, me oh, yeah. severe indigestion every time I'd eat it. So... Kind of haven't been back like to Wendy's Culver's, in a while. Culver's Burgers, man. I've had I've had Culver's three times in my life, and every time I got sick there. Oh yeah, I can't do Culver's. I I think it's gross. We've got one right down the street from our house, and I can't do it. I think it's disgusting. I think I've had Culver's four or five times, different occasions. It never made me sick, but I mean, I don't think it's I don't think it's anything to write home about. I do like a good steak and shake burger. So. I know that's probably a local thing. No, nah, we steak got steak and shake here. Well, dude, steak and shake is so gross. I mean, I, I can eat it on occasion. Freddy's is so I'll much take... better than steak and shake. I don't have a Freddy's. Yes, you, there's one in uh, at um, Liberty Center. Where? I don't know what you're talking about. You know what Liberty Center is, right? Liberty Center. Where is that? Right down uh, uh, the exit, right before Voice of America. Oh God! Tylersville Road. That's a long ass drive. I know where that's. Yeah, yeah, I've been to Freddy's. Never mind. I know yeah, it's an ice cream jam. And it's it's like steak and shake. Yeah, I've been there a few times, but dude, that's like a forty minute drive for me. Well, I mean, that's the <laughs> price you pay for some half decent food. I can get half decent food closer than forty minutes. Yeah, that's just one way. Shake. You could cook the, it. Cook it at home. I do cook at home. Okay, well, my then... burgers are delicious. You don't even understand. I get local, are they, local meat. Are they, are they better than, uh, oh my god, Five Guys? I mean, if you want to come over and judge it, I'll let you. I, I would love to. <laughs> I'm driving across the border and it opens up sometimes. <laughs> sometimes soon we'll let you back in here. We don't want you to bring your Canadian version of the virus, you know. Oh, That's it. right. We've or got our own very transmissible maple, American version of the virus. Maple syrup ass virus. <laughs> Trying to beat it to death with a hockey stick. You don't even know what you're doing up there. <laughs> Some damn moose virus. <laughs> moose virus. <laughs> what the fuck are we happening? Oh, shit. I'm out. I'm, out. I'm tapped out on Canadian stereotypes. I was saying, you only got like three, because they only got like three stereotypes. Tim Horton's ass virus. The A virus. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, the A was the one. I was trying to work out uh, some uh, some joke with the A. Um, yeah, Tim Hortons. Good lord. We got. I have a Tim Hortons closer to me than a Freddy's, and that just, that no, makes me feel like I'm being invaded by Canada. Honestly, I, more and more people are getting McDonald's coffee because it's the old Tim Hortons recipe. I mean, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. They changed when the company that owns every other fucking fast food restaurant like Burger King and stuff took over like the quality went down the, there's isn't a surprise there, isn't there like two conglomerates because doesn't like one of them own like Pizza Hut and KFC and Arby's and the other one owns like Burger King and yeah the, the conglomerate that owns KFC and Pizza Hut and Taco Bell yum is the other one yeah yum that's right yum foods because I know there was a, where I used to work, there was a place you could go to a drive-thru that had Taco Bell and Pizza Hut. Like, you could just order whatever you wanted from either of those places at the drive-thru window. Yeah. Yeah. I got that yeah. with KFC as well. Oh, yeah. KFC is 100% that same company. I miss when we used to have A&W root beers around here, but I haven't seen one of those in a while. I know where there's one. Yeah. Do you? Yep. Is it 40 minutes away from me? Mm, maybe from you. <laughs> so if you keep going down, you know where the Dayton Mall is? If you keep going down that road past it, yeah, there's one down there. It's in a it's in a combo with a Long John Silvers. Oh, okay. Yeah. I will tell you that the couple times I've been there, it's not very good because the burgers or the fries kind of taste like fish. You can probably figure uh, out why. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's the only one I know of that's still kicking around. Speaking of, of Ohio stuff, you remember I was asking you about the cookie thing? Yeah, those cookies. Yeah, they finally arrived. It wasn't Dave that sent it to me. It was actually somebody from my wife's church. In Ohio? <laughs> yeah, she somehow, apparently this woman is like nation famous. Yeah, those cookies are crazy, man. Uh, yeah, she she ordered them from Ohio and had them shipped to us. Yeah, my work had those sent to me one year for Christmas cookies, and like they were so good. What cookies are they again? Cheryl's cookies. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're they're expensive, but man, they are they are delicious. I, I got like a FedEx shipment saying coming from Ohio, and so I was like, that's got to be Ken, right? And so. <laughs> Yeah, I don't send people I stuff. Them. I'm a terrible person. Are you sending me cookies? And <laughs> you're like, no. I was like, well, who the fuck sending me cookies? <laughs> I send you cookies. That's Is that good... Arnold Schwarzenegger being the cookie monster? No, it's the cookie monster. <laughs> if you want to do Arnold Schwarzenegger with cookies, you'd be like, who ate my cookies? I mean, I'm not an impressionist, well, so they're probably like the cookies. same thing. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I'm not an impressionist, so. Anyway. Speaking of cookies, Cookie Clicker is getting a remaster, apparently. I, I didn't need Why? to know that. I don't want to know that. $5 on Steam. No thanks. That was a stupid game. You were stupid if you played it. You didn't want to bring around the Cookie Apocalypse? No. I love the lore in that more than I actually love the game. Yeah, I actually work in marketing, so cookies have been the conversation as of late because you know cookies are going away, right? What? Are they? Yeah. The browsers are removing third-party cookies at the end of 
I think Safari's already got rid of them, but like Chrome and the rest of them will get rid of them at the end of 2023. Huh. So cookies go bye bye. Yeah, great. Yep. Can't wait for the next stupid idea. I know Flash had security problems, but good lord. Flash be gone, son. Killed, killed part of the internet. I mean, that's what we do. Yeah. Anyway. Also, I, I forgot to mention, I'm sorry, Ryan, but you won't be able to get a foot bath by the end of the year. What is I won't. What is happening no. right now? Oh. Yeah, the Amico was delayed. Oh, that's right. That was delayed, wasn't it? Yes. In the 2022? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's never coming out. Hey, the, the Polymega is coming out in September. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, after going radio silent. For like a year. And being sued by somebody in California. Probably rightfully so. I don't know. Y'all need to stop. It's real hard to get into video games. I still see people like like creating support groups for Stadia. And I'm like, y'all just need to pull the plug on that one. I should make a terrible joke. I'm not going to. No, don't make that joke. Death is not funny. Neither is this podcast. Anyway, that's the show for this week. What terrible things will we do next week? Who knows? Tune in and find out. Um, Tune in and find out. We're nearing 15 years of terrible things. True. True. Uh, If you want to shoot us an email, podcasts at ztgd.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at M4G Podcast. If you want to follow all of us on Twitter, I am a ZTGD. Drew is a DML Fury. You're back on that, right? That's right. Yes. Uh, Ryan is at Wombat RP and Anthony is a complacent robot. You can follow the site as DTGD content. Drew, when is Phoenix Down coming back, you son of a bitch? Next week, we are going to be diving into Yakuza 2. Um, you're going to have to forgive me, anybody who listens to it, because I played the majority of what we're going to talk about about three weeks ago, and then, well, everybody knows. Uh, my mother passed away. I don't remember anything about Yakuza 2, but I'm going to do a podcast about what I played three weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> Kiwami 2, to specify, because I'm sure yes. it's quite different from the PlayStation 2 title. Yes, yes it is. But uh, yeah, we are doing Yakuza Kiwami 2, uh, and uh, we're going to do... To the best of our ability, that first episode. After that episode, it may be rough, but second episode, will be right on track again. Right on, right on, like Donkey Kong. But unless anybody has anything else, we can get out of here and go eat some Arby's slash Taco Bell slash KFC slash Freddy's. Peace, bitches. Alrighty, and it goes something like this. Interesting episode. Greetings, programs. 
I got lost trying to find my way to the secret underground N4G radio lair. The wall Game, not no bad boys allowed. And then, and then I killed the dragon. Yeah, I killed the dragon.